0: Welcome back to GFA's podcast, ReChurch. Uh, so glad to have you back uh, with us this morning, either watching or listening or both. So uh, great opportunity today. John Goldfuss and Jennifer Goldfuss, welcome to the podcast. Glad to be here. All right. I've been with them in the church. I've known John a long, long time. I've stayed in the home, so appreciate all Jennifer's hospitality and all she does in the ministry as well. And as John just said before we came on the air, that they're a team. And I appreciate that. So um, couples are so important. And so the topic of today is I was just reading an article last week of how many people are moving out of the cities into rural America. And I know from just seeing uh, some stats, a lot of rural churches don't have pastors. And so the topic of today is we have a couple that ministers in rural America, and I want them to tell you the blessings, the challenges, the um, Uh, you know, so as John said, John, you dressed the part this morning, right?
1: I do. I, uh, (laughs) I don't ever wear dress clothes, uh, in the country except on Sunday and maybe even to the hospital, but most of them don't want you to show up and they tie at the hospital They're That's not who they are. And so I always keep a pair of uh, dress clothes in my truck. Uh, (laughs) so if I ever need to change, I can, I can go immediately and put something else on, but, uh, it's, uh, you, you have to be almost like the people where you are in the, in the country. Uh, And if you show up in a shirt and tie and they're working on their planner, you you don't have a ministry. Um, You you can talk to them, but they're, they're like, Hey, get in here and help. This is not a time for a tie. So uh, it's, almost feel like Judson um, (laughs) wearing the the Chinese dress and everything else uh, or Hudson there to uh, minister to people there in China. So, so why did he do that to identify with the culture?
0: Yes. Right? And yeah. that's exactly what you're doing. So no, that's yeah. great. All right. So here we're going, John and Jennifer, I just want to ask questions. And, and again, sure. you feel free to take it wherever you want to take it, but really, all right. So again, we, we, so really the big picture, so why should a pastor's wife consider rural America as a place of ministry? All right. So if, if both of you would comment, so just describe the people again, let's say where you are, you're in rural Indiana. Uh, How far are you from the Illinois border?
1: I've forgotten. Not that far. Uh, We're five miles uh, from the timeline. So that's the border. So it gets very frustrating if you live close to the timeline. (laughs) We have people that come from both sides too. So even that is a whole different realm for the church setting. Uh, We have people that live in Illinois that are an hour behind that get up extra early on Sunday morning to show up to church at nine 30 art time for Sunday school. So they're out of bed real early. Um, the thing about rural is I love the people. Um, most of them are very private. Most of them are just solid hardworking people who want to see the same out of you. And they know it. They, they know if you're a slouch, um, sure because you're around them all the time. And if you live in a rural neighborhood, well, if you live in a rural area, it's not even a neighborhood they, they know who you are and they know you're not from there so, it, unless you grew up there. So word travels and everybody knows the new guy and the new woman. And it, you know, you don't say anything about anybody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they're all related all right. and, uh, I wouldn't do that anyways, but, uh, uh, it's very interesting these thoughts on. All
0: right. So wait, people. John, John, you were reared
1: in fairly
0: rural America
1: yep i grew up in leroy ohio uh which is the stick and sticks uh toward the amish all right and uh we we, uh, really enjoyed growing up out there jennifer where
2: i grew up in alabama um it's not it was small when i lived there but prattville alabama was uh where i grew up it has grown tremendously it's now a major suburb of Montgomery. So it's okay. it's exploded.
0: But you also is so it, it when you grew up there, it was kind of rural America, right? Would you is that right.
2: Fair? And my family, we lived a little bit out and we had five acres. So it was okay. that's we're used to that.
0: All right. Like, so Jennifer, describe the typical um, rural American wife, mother, uh what how you relate to them and and the positives of that?
2: Um positives are that they're very um giving people. They're very real people. Uh, You're not going to have a lot of the pretenses, I guess you would, um, in a city. Uh, They're hard workers. Most of the moms um, do stay at home, but that's involving, you know, usually home education. And then even with, you have the farm work or different things that their husbands are involved in. Um, I am of course heavily involved in the ministry also because it's a rural right. ministry. You have to remember, it's never going to probably be a huge ministry
0: right. because
2: right. you're not in a densely populated area. Um,
0: but then again, I've been in your church your church is not real small. I mean, no, it's not. So how many, uh, John, uh, roughly, uh, pre COVID post COVID. Let me just give our listeners an idea.
1: Uh, we have about eighty, 80 to one hundred yeah. people. Yeah, yeah so that's a good size. Sure. Yeah, and a great build. Um, you we know. draw from
2: about three counties. Yeah, we draw from
1: three counties, but it's really funny because our town is maybe fifty people. <laughs> yeah. maybe that's probably counting the dogs. Um, so we get a lot of we got a lot of people from out that come, but there's in the in the country we have people that drive distance because there aren't many solid Bible believing churches. All um, right, so
0: now the church is how old? So let's put the context for people yeah, the that don't know. Church this. is
1: eighty-five years old this year. Okay, um, and uh, they—it's right on the Wabash River, uh, and it, it started um, as, as a split off of a church down the street, and uh, they had uh, pastors from Moody come down one pastor a year. Uh, for a year, they had like 15 pastors at the start of the church because they would basically do an internship for a year. And then another guy would come the next year. And then uh, they got a pastor that was here for quite a few years. And then Pastor Layman before me was here for 38 yeah. uh, years. So so you were um,
0: following a long-term, uh, yes. Pastor Layman was there long-term yeah. and, and yeah. he's a great guy. So he set yeah, yeah. So you're following him. All right. So yeah. Jennifer, I, I, I don't think, so again, so both of you just go back and forth and y'all, you take it where you want to go. So, um, people would say, okay, so how do you meet people in rural America? Okay. So both uh, of you just pick up, how, how do you meet people?
2: Well, of course you can, it's very easily, Picking up conversations. Of course, we have the Dollar General not too far, which is great, right. and the local red and white, which are a little grocery store. Right. So, in talking with the people there, um, and also we do have neighbors, you have to walk a little bit, but we will walk down the road. And um, it's a lot easier, I'd say, in rural America as far as just popping in and saying hello to neighbors. Okay. Whereas in this city, you're going to, you know, you come in your garage, shut the doors, and you're there for, you know, usually don't go out. but. Here, people like to know what's going on. They like to, who is this die and family that's moved into this neighborhood? So they're curious too. So they want to try to get to know you also. So is that
0: expected? I mean, is that kind of the common? Is would that be an expectation of just dropping Um, by? I mean, people, but they like face to face contacts, obviously. And John, they like to discuss over like working on a tractor or whatever. Or
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I found that meeting people here. You go to the VFW or the Legion where they have dinners. Mm. That's where everybody goes because there is nothing else. There's no bowling alleys. There's no, uh, laser tag. There's no, you know, whatever people would do in a city for fun. They don't have, well, there's nothing around here. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's beans and corn. Um, <laughs> and so, so finding people at those places, but like my neighbor lives across the street, um, she has all these cars in her driveway all the time. And I I started kind of Wondering what everybody was doing there. First, I thought it was drugs because <laughs> out here it's like you're either yeah. If you have a bunch of people at your house, there's something going on that's not normal. And uh, she she has basically established she has a quilting shop right down the road, ah. and they all go there. Okay. Well, I just popped in one day to meet that house, and and here's my neighbor with all these ladies at this quilting shop, and it's just you wouldn't know it was a quilting shop. Yeah. But they sit there and they'll talk to you like. You're their best friend I mean the fact that somebody showed up to say hi and and there's probably four or five of them that get together every day and just sit there so it's kind of like the it can be the gossip session also but if you want to know anything that's probably where you can find it out but um, it's it's stuff like that um, garage sales even uh, I know it sounds funny but out here that's that's rare uh, but I've met people an hour away at a garage sale that knew a lady in our church. Hmm. So, I'm, I'm like, what are the odds of me stopping at a garage sale and <laughs> and knowing somebody?
0: All right. So, there, just um, comment on this because most of everyone is related to farming in some way. Is that fair or not? Is that
1: a pretty good statement or it's is that Probably, too, probably 50/50 50 50 here. We, we probably have about 50, more than that. Yeah, maybe more than that. Yeah, maybe 60 40 farming to other things Uh, but a lot of the guys they are farmers in the church so all right
0: so how um so you did not grow up on a farm right john no first job i had was
1: on a farm though okay you
0: you got to be able so i just want you to comment on being able to identify with the different seasons like planting harvesting and how do you minister during these seasons how do you help how do you pray Uh, how do you get to know these people that type thing
1: yeah, I think the biggest thing is to just let your farmers know you're willing to help them. They always need somebody to drive a semi or I've driven an auger cart for the guys that are. Oh, you know, well, 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 next well. Of-
0: Explain auger cart. I mean, An auger
1: cart is the machine that, that has the big caboose behind it. The tractor's just pulling it. And when you see them offloading corn from the yeah. combine okay. into that cart, that's called the auger cart. And then that cart drives down and throws it in, into the semi. Is it the sitting on the road? Okay. And you're you're hoofing it back and forth to get. Uh, to keep them from having to stop because stopping is three to five minutes to unload. And they don't want to stop because they have so many acres to unload. I will
2: interrupt here. All okay, right. Be prepared with your agricultural <laughs> equipment and terms before you
1: come.
2: <laughs> I was in the nursery. A two year old was correcting me. I'm like, look at the tractor. And he looked at me. That's a combine. Uh, they know yeah. all the different, yeah, I, I was yeah. schooled by the yeah. preschool boys on my, uh, Farm equipment,
0: (laughs) but don't let that intimidate you. Right. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Right. I mean, I know you You, two embrace it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: And the parents get a kick of it when I go tell them, you know, your, your son, your three-year-old son just taught me all about the farm equipment and i got a good lesson.
1: But
0: again, that's the culture.
1: It is. It is. And you have to be, you have to be with them. Like, Uh, I will go looking for guys that need help during harvest season. Planting season is pretty normal. They run a tractor through the field, disc it up. Some of them don't even disc anymore. They chisel it right in. Um, But harvest is where really they put the hammer down. So around here, you you also have to be careful of of, um, farm equipment because rush hour here is not cars. (laughs) <laughs> it, it could be four combines rolling down 234. And if you get behind them, it might be a two hour trip because they can't pull over anywhere. So right, right. Uh, it, it is kind of a funny deal. These massive tractors that come rolling through here and they they try to take out our mailbox in the corners of the church and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just but it's uh, and they run you have into, to be with them. Yeah. You have they know if if you're serious about helping them. Right. They know.
2: The wives during this time, I know sometimes it's difficult for them because the men spend long hours in planting and then in harvesting. Those are the two main very, I guess, long hour seasons for them. And so the wives are like, now I'm going to become a a farmer, you know, where I won't see my husband during this time. So I know that's a struggle for some Mm. of them as they're out for the long hours. So how
0: do you minister to them, Jennifer, during that time? What have you Um, learned is helpful?
2: Well, I, you know, I, I pray for them and then I, you know, how are you doing checking in on them? Um,
1: But how can we pray for you? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, you know, there's a, you know, we have guys in our church that when the doors of God's house are open, they will stop their combine, get off and they will not miss church. Mm. At the same time, I got guys that will combine and they'll keep going uh, because it's, it's dependent on the weather. And so a lot of pastors can probably get frustrated with guys in farming community. If they're stuck on the, how do I say it? The necessity you have to be in church. Well, the ox is in the ditch for these guys. They might have a window of two days where they have to run because it's going to rain for a week Mm -hmm. and they're not going to get their crops out of the field. And we've had some of those years recently. And so I don't, I don't, I don't, it's not a test of their spirituality when it comes to farming season, and so that's something a pastor has to remember that that this is their livelihood, and it's it's probably going to be tithed on also to your church. And it's not yeah. we don't look at yeah. the money aspect because God always takes care of us. But I, I have to be very careful with these guys that you're not. This is what this is their livelihood, and yeah. sometimes they they will miss a service. Not often. Mm-hmm. Uh, most guys won't work on Sunday here. Uh, some do. Um, but again, it depends on what the weather is doing too. And, and, uh, they also understand that.
0: Sure. So ask, uh, both of you again. So any other unique things you, that you've learned about rural America that, you know, unique, uh, ministry opportunities, uh, with the, like that you need to be aware of their harvesting season, their planting season, um, mm-hmm. that they may, the ox is in the ditch, they may be having to, you know, harvest on a Sunday. I mean, I was in your house, and here comes a combine down the road at, what, 10.30, 11, 11.30 at night. I mean, these guys, I mean, they go all the time. Right. So, any other right. unique things like that that just come into rural America? Um, um,
2: I would say um, they have deep, usually, family ties because usually uh, people aren't moving into the area. So, these are people that have been here for generations okay. and years and have extended family. So, that creates challenges as well as opportunities um, because if you can reach one part of the family, then they're excited and they want to, you know, introduce the rest of their family to the gospel. And so that's the good part. The other part is sometimes it can be more difficult to get to know them right? because right. you're um, not from, you know, their family group. They're more private. They share things with their family. So mm-hmm. uh, drawing that out, I know has been, um, challenging. I've just been determined more trying recently to make intentional conversations and I think that can happen with any church and pastor or pastor's wife. you are so busy just saying hello on Sundays and hi, how are you is about probably as far as we get maybe some small talk Right. getting right. more invested into how I can pray for them what's going on truly in their lives. I know that's something that the Lord's been working on with me sure. and challenging sure. me to do.
0: So, have you taken up any hobbies that you maybe you didn't have before, or what hobbies that you did blended with with the people you minister to? Again, knowing the culture, participating in the culture.
2: Well, I can. I okay. a few things I've done. Uh, I've learned how to crochet. A lot of the okay. ladies, they're very yeah. uh, crafty. crafty. As far yeah. as they they do a lot of neat things. Um, I am not, but I try my best. Okay. I one thing I do love is flowers and herbs. That's something newer that I've been able to get, learn and get into as far as, and, and I now have chickens. So that's wow. something I've never had in my life before. I have three chickens, which has been a lot of fun also.
0: And John, you got a garden, right? A big garden.
1: That, uh, yeah. that opens up doors for all kinds of people because wow, he's a pastor in the gardens it, to them. That's like, almost weird uh that somebody would do that all right so um,
0: can i take one second all right so just to set the stage your house is almost like the, it's i mean it's a parsonage right so it's near it the is. church it's almost like on a corner yeah yes. so it yeah all right yes. so your your garden is very much exposed to anybody driving by and it's not a yes. small garden it's, you know, no, it's not um, the size of a city, but it's a small town to say the right, least. Right, <laughs> right.
1: Well, it's the smallest garden I've ever had. <laughs> but this is where, like I was talking to you earlier, yeah. you asked how, how long does it take to get into people here? Well, Mark Kittrell asked me the same question when he was here for an evangelistic meeting. And and I said, it takes anywhere from three to five years. Um, the people down the street that I've been ministering to Um, it took me about three years before the guy would actually start talking. I mean, he would come up and say hi, but he wouldn't go into any depth of knowledge until he kind of understood who you were. And I I believe I'm the most famous guy at the bar down in town, not because I frequent it, but because this guy, every time he drives by, he's like, dude, man, your garden, man, that's the, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And he goes, what do you do? And I'm like, well, you till it up and you plant seed and you water it and you pray and you pull weeds. Yeah. Well, dude, man, I tell everybody at the bar, you got to see this garden, and it's just fun. I just laugh because it's what I've done my whole life is gardening, but. He just thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. And I just kind of let him go with it because it's a way that I can start relating to him. And and he'll stop by when I'm in the garden and pull up next to the garden in his car and, and talk out of the window to me. And other people now come in and ask if they can have a tomato or whatever. Yeah. And I'm willing to give whatever anybody wants.
0: But, yeah, all right. And say that again because I was in your church and you were giving stuff away out of the garden. Yes. So your garden yeah. is is a way that you and Jennifer yeah. turn around and right. I mean, so you right. Yeah. It, it
2: is the Lord has blessed us very abundant and it's more than I can can and we can use ourselves. And that's yeah. another thing that yeah. learning canning and that that's not something I knew when I was growing up. But you have many older ladies willing to teach you. So it was a process okay. of trial and error. All
0: right. I taught her. And you, <laughs> all right. So what would be what would be some. Um, unanticipated blessings something I mean you know because you you know you fit where you are I mean it's very obvious when you come into your church your people love you you love them you love the area uh you're embracing where God has placed you uh which we all need to do so again what would be some maybe just some blessings of ministering in rural America that you may take for granted but the Lord's just open your eyes to that Hey, this may not could happen in a city or, you know, what would be something like that?
2: I'd say they're very giving people. That is the one thing that impressed us here. Um, They're very giving, very loving. And I know when we moved here, there's some difficult situations we had come from and the way the people, the church just poured out their love and gave to us, we were overwhelmed
1: Mm -hmm. uh, and
2: our children too. It was such a great testimony for them. So, they are just very hard workers. They're willing to help and give. Um, I just recently needed somebody to take me to a doctor's appointment. And we had, I don't know, probably my husband asked us to make it go with me. It was probably what 10 ladies you said volunteered <laughs> to take, you know, to go with me. Yeah. They're willing to drop. And it's, it's not close. Like you're driving 45 minutes hour. to an hour yeah. to do these things. So just their willingness to, to give is just. So they kind of make
0: thing. you a part of their family. Yes. Yeah. So and that's all right. So we know one of the drawbacks is going to be the closest Walmart, the closest, whatever is going to be a ways, right? I mean, oh, to- when I came here,
1: trips. yeah. <laughs> when I came here, the guys were a little frustrated with the guys they had interviewed prior to me because some of their first questions out of their mouth was, where's the closest Walmart? Yeah. And they, they told me that if that's your concern, or, or do we really want to have you as our pastor? Now, I'll tell you, I don't enjoy driving 45 minutes or an hour to get to the closest good grocery store. Right. Um, well, yeah. However, you know we have an Aldi's that's about 35 minutes away in sure. Illinois, but and then you pay more tax and stuff. So it, there's there's the, the blessings are we have food. Okay. Uh, the unanticipated blessings are that, as Jennifer said, they are very giving people. Uh, They will, they come up to you and just put their arm around, how can I pray for you today? Um, Because pastors need minister too. Yeah. And, and people need to, our church has done a good job of asking how they can pray for us and, and not just asking Then They, I mean, we've had people show up with the old Walmart or, you know, the gallon ice cream bucket, yeah. just full of chicken and dumplings. And they go, Hey, we just made this for you. Cause we, we wanted to, and you're like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's just a joy to watch what they right. do and how they do it. Uh, because they love the Lord and because God, and that's what we've been talking about is God has shown mercy to you. Right. You then can show it on a practical level, level to the people around you that don't even, that aren't even Christians, that it's going to take years to talk to. Another now, what,
2: un- unanticipated blessing. He mentioned the chicken and dumplings. They're good cooks in the country. (laughs) You never have to worry about going hungry. It is good homemade food.
0: (laughs) So now how many of your children were with you in the home when y'all came to, when you came to Indiana where you are now? Our three
2: youngest girls are with us in the home. Our son was already at school at a university. Uh, he was, uh, I think, doing his sophomore year. So we had our three girls. Our one had just graduated from high school. but She decided to stay an extra year so she could get to know the people in the church in the area. Okay. And they have all just loved the church. And-
0: okay. So what would you say? The greatest blessing of having children in rural America. Um, but with, what I mean, I'm, I know you. I'm not asking you to speak for them, but just some okay. observations. Mm-hmm.
1: there's room to run
2: <laughs> well i think one of the things too is being involved in, in a city ministry a lot of times you're contained to a certain age group that child is in yeah. sunday school with the little children then they're in the teen group and they don't really expand outside of that age group right. in a rural setting my girls love they would go into the I say the old ladies Sunday school class, forgive me, the, the older ladies, they love going in there with them because they loved the wisdom and the maturity of them. So the interaction with the, you know, older ladies and the different age groups, that's been a big blessing. They haven't been contained to just hanging around their peers. In fact, sometimes it's harder for them because they are so used to being around either they're working in the ministry with children or with the older adults.
0: All right. So just a couple of questions in closing, uh, just to kind of wrap it up and then you're welcome to give any other, uh, the comments you want. So are there any, I may, I don't think I've asked this, but are there any hobbies that oh, we talked about that hobbies, right? You picked up quilting or no crocheting. And John, you do your garden. Um, if, but you need to like the out of doors probably or in develop a yeah. taste for it. that be fair.
1: Yeah. I go hunting. Um, and there's a guy. Matter of fact, this year I helped two guys pull their deer out of the woods before I could even shoot at something, uh, because they're pretty in close proximity to me. So yeah. we were working working with them. But there's uh-huh. you know a lot of guys around here hunt. Um, one of the big things out here is mushroom hunting. Um, they love morel mushrooms, and they grow like crazy out here if, if you can find them. And people will find them, and it, it's like a huge thing. Like a quart bag of these things will cost you fifty bucks. Wow. Um, it, it, they're they're really good. Um, a guy in our church just found what we think is a state record uh, elephant uh, ear. It's, it weighed 9.7 pounds and was like 30 inches around. It was crazy. And you can I, eat it too. I, I don't think I'm going to try it. Baby. I
0: don't even know what that is. I mean, you're, yeah, you're it's a, right
1: no? a giant, I'll send you a picture one more time. Giant I think, mushrooms.
0: I saw the picture. I saw your
1: picture. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't yeah. know what it was. It's okay. a mushroom. Uh, All right. And you can eat it. So
2: I will <laughs> say one thing. Um, if I know people sometimes get concerned, about, oh, my children aren't going to have anybody their age because it is a small ministry. It's a rural right. ministry. And I think, oh, my poor children. No, Your children won't think they're poor children unless you give them that attitude. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Our, I, I hear that so much as, well, we need to go to a church that has a, uh, you know, yeah. where they have kids their age. Our children very rarely have had kids their age, but they've learned the yeah. joy of ministering and learning other mm-hmm. age groups and stuff and getting involved. We'll get them involved in the community with 4 H or, you know, local sports teams or community teams that they have. Right.
0: Now, did um, you did you homeschool?
2: I did homeschool. Yeah. So, but, but so homeschooling, I was their teacher a lot. And don't be afraid that I was their teacher at school. I was their teacher in mm-hmm. Sunday school, it seemed like I, I tried to so we would try to involve them with community things also. So it wasn't always
0: yeah. mom. But, but like in Indiana, 4-H is huge, right? So I mean, this yes, is part yes. of, you know, yep. okay. So I just wanted to say that. All right. So, yep. um, all right. So Jennifer, I'll give you the first closing comments. So if you're encouraging a pastor's wife and they're looking at rural America and, um, and by the way, the, their email address will be in the show notes. Uh, but what, what, what are some closing comments? I mean, cause you're so positive and, and you know, I mean, so is this just what? What would you say if, if somebody's considering a church in rural America?
2: I would say definitely. If that's what the Lord's called you to. It's definitely what the Lord has called us to.
0: Yep.
2: Is a rural setting. It's the people are uh, very real, very honest, and usually, you know, if you are loving them, they 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 easily they find you trustworthy. They find yep. you real then they will open up more to you. Um, don't be afraid of it. Don't, you will be very busy and you will be heavily involved, but that's okay. But let your husband also, he's had to say, okay, honey, I I can get too overloaded with responsibility. Sometimes in a smaller ministry, you take on too many of those things. People say, Oh, well you should do this. They have a lot of ideas that what you should do, but always it's a safety net for me to run to my husband and say, okay, should I do this? Yes yeah. or no? Not get be overwhelmed.
0: But didn't you think, at least when I was in, and by the way, their church is Waterman, ba- Waterman Baptist Church in Indiana. Uh, Jennifer, I, I thought when, I, when Gretchen and I were there with y'all, people took huge pride in their church. They were proud. I mean, they wanted us yes. to know all about it. And you it have, has
2: a really yeah. rich history. Yeah. It's, I've had fun. And that's the other thing, get to know your church's history. I yeah. was, they had given me a book of the area yeah. and of the church history. So yeah. it was very interesting and I was able to find out, you know, it was a one room schoolhouse at one time and you can see yeah. where the additions have been made um, onto the church, but no, they are, they, Bible school is a big thing here. Yeah. People, you'll meet people in the community yeah. and they'll, Oh, they know our church because they right. had one time when they were a child attended Bible school at our church. Amen. So that is, um, it's a big pressure, but it's a, <laughs> sure. but it's a blessing. And and yeah. so we our purpose is to for that Bible school is to either plant seeds or water seeds and let God give the increase through that ministry.
0: Amen. All right, Pastor Golfus, last word, or you got something else you you want her to say? There's-
1: I have a sun catcher in the window. That's obviously, I'm going to move over. There you go. Okay. There we go. I'm like, this is really bothering me. No, it's, it's, I would say this, the, the word never changes. God's word doesn't change just because you go to a rural setting, the culture and how you deal with people does. Um, I would not deal with city people like I deal with rural people. Mm. It's a whole different mindset. Um, I don't. I'd only wear a coat on Sunday morning. Um, it, it's just not who they are. Uh, some of them do, but. Um, I told them, if you want to watch a pig sweat, <laughs> I'll wear my suit coat. And they're like, no, that's fine. Just go with us. Yeah. And Because, uh, I mean, that's the
0: church, right? That's the yes. setting you're in. Exactly. And you
1: have you have to learn the people of that yeah. ministry and don't try to be somebody that they're not. Now, that that has hardships in how you, okay. If I'm following a pastor of 38 years. I love, I love the pastor. He's he's still in our church. Um, he left for a year so I could get acclimated here, yeah. which was good. But then uh, I invited him to come back because he and his wife are a huge help to our ministry here. Sure. and a lot of a lot of churches can't do that uh, because the former pastor often will control. Uh, what's going on but at the same time <laughs> it's how they've done things for 38 years sure. and my mindset of doing things in, in rural ministry sometimes is different than his was he was a great person who who did a lot of the same things I do you have to reach out to people fix a planter, fix a lawnmower or do whatever so the, so the ministry is different you just have to the you have to remember it's the word that changes people's heart mm-hmm. nothing changes about that. And we are seeing, we've seen about three or four people come to trust Christ here in the last couple months, uh, that as you obey God in doing what he asked you to do, he brings people from places you can't even imagine. So the people I'm talking with uh, have been to church, but the people that have been saved are people that I had no idea sure. who they were. Sure. Um, and the Lord brought them through different avenues of people and service. And so it's, it's, it's really, really neat. All right. So let me just close with
0: this comment. So you've heard John and Jennifer, and I think God has obviously placed them where they are. And it's just such a blessing to see them, you know, adapt to not adapt, but they are part of the culture there. And I was in a church where the pastor had left. And I think John, you and Jennifer can identify with this. So it was rural America. Okay. Rural America. I mean, when I asked, so I always ask when I preach in another church, all right, what, 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 what should I wear? And the guy said, well, you can wear a tie and a jacket if you want to, but you'll be the only one in the church with a tie and jacket on, and they probably won't listen to you. I right. said, well, I said, okay, your former pastor, oh, he wore a suit to everything, and nobody, ident- he, nobody identified with him. So we got to understand you have to know the culture where you're right. ministering. And When I
1: came here, they – they asked me a question about that in the interview process. And I said, guys, I said, this is how I look at it. I said, man looks on the outward appearance. God looks on a heart. I said, if you guys, this is what you wear to Wednesday night. (laughs) I I look at people's hearts and I go, that's what, if you look through all of scripture, that's what God's looking at. Sure, He he doesn't look at what they're wearing. Now, you know, people have all kinds of thoughts about that, but in rural America, if, if you bring that up, yeah. And, and you say this is going to be the dividing line, right. you're going to have people walk out of your church Absolutely. because that's they it's not probably their culture. don't even own a tie. Yeah, it's um, not most their of culture. them don't own a tie. No, I no, a lot of
2: muddy boots, but that's good. When yeah. I clean the church, <laughs> at first I'm thinking, oh, all these muddy b- things from boots. I think, no, that's a blessing because I know they're working hard and that means they're here yep. uh, with lots of. Mud means we've had good attendance
0: <laughs> and children. <laughs> and as proverb where there are no oxen. What happens? The crib is yeah, clean, yeah. right? So, yeah. Yep. All right. So I think you've embraced it. It's a great place to go. And I would even say this, if you are a pastor of any age and considering transitioning to rural America, I would challenge you to contact John and Jennifer and yeah, maybe absolutely. even go, go visit them and, and just spend asking you spend a week with them just to see what uh, rural ministries about. Cause, and again, to me, it's just one of those things as people are leaving the city. Okay. This is where they're coming. Now, of course you got, they, they may not fit in, but you can help them fit in. Right. If right. Somebody wants to Let come me just to- say this, Marsh, yeah. we are,
1: we have been entertaining the idea here and, and are, we're looking for housing for this idea right now, but, right. um, I don't, I like summer interns, but I want an intern for a year or two or three. Uh- yeah. And we've even thought about paying and helping a guy pay for his schooling right. to be able to do it here online through seminary or even schooling, and then be right. able to come out of the classroom Amen. and be able to walk right into the ministry today with me and go, Hey, we're going to the hospital. Let's go. Amen. Or we're going to see this guy who needs help on his farm. Let's go. We're, we want people like that. Yeah. We're, we're actually talking about having people like that. We're having a hard time finding people that want to do that. And so maybe, know. you know, they can, you know, I'll, I'll, i JJ Goldfuss at gmail.com is my email address. Yep. And, it, uh, it'll and my be on cell there. phone is 636-295-5900. Whoa, so whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Slow down. Say that again. Uh,
1: they can go back and watch it. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> and it'll be in the show notes. If you don't mind your cell yeah, phone being yeah. in the show notes. Okay. Our cell put phone them, number. There. Okay.
1: Yeah, put them there. That's All fine. Right. All right. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's something we're praying about as a church because the Lord's put us in a financial position, which yeah. is kind of funny. Out in the middle of nowhere, we're financially well-to-do, at least – with things we can do for the ministry's sake. And we've had numerous pastors come out of our church mm-hmm. and missionaries. And we want to continue that Amen. because around us there's what at least there's at least five or six churches that don't have pastors just in our little area. Sure. And this is something we're seeing across the nation too. That's becoming a huge, a huge concern for us.
0: And the reason is pastors are not making disciples. I mean and that's what we want to do. I'm, and I'm and willing I to take that. any
1: guy yeah. that's willing to learn and just walk yeah. with them and not tell them, walk with them, yep. and so uh, yep. my offer is open to anybody that would like to do that. So, good. hey Jennifer, thanks for joining
0: us. Appreciate you I'm doing good. that. Glad and I could join you. John's always willing to talk, but I appreciate <laughs> you coming <laughs> on with with to with to, with me as well. So, hey, we love you guys. You do a great job. And again, anyone considering rural America, I challenge you first talk to the goldfishes, but also be willing to take a trip and just to see Waterman Baptist Church and their culture, the people. And God used Pastor Lehman before the Gulfist was there, and they've picked up that baton, and it does so well. So thank you so much for sharing your time today. Absolutely. Thanks, Marsh. All right, and thanks to GFA and for putting this on and all the staff that edits it. So, again, we thank them for their time. Okay, John and Jennifer, hope to see you soon. God bless you. All right, thank bye-bye. You. You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions if you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you in your church visit us at gfamissions.org consulting